leave the cage of your past, your fear, and your circumstances by trusting God's promises. You can walk in freedom every day. You have been set free from worry and shame. You can leave your cage and walk by faith. You can walk in freedom every day. He is calling you. The door to the cage is open. It's time to live life uncaged. When I was about 12 years old, I would stay with a aunt and uncle, and they lived in Scottsburg, Indiana, and I'd go there for a few months uh, per year. Now, when we would go over there, we had a good time, and this one time I was wanting to eat some food in their family room while watching a movie. So what I liked to eat back then were these things called spaghetti-o ravioli. So I was making a bowl of those, and my aunt said, you can eat those in the family room, as long as you're careful, because the carpet they had was white. And I said, okay, I promise I'll be careful. And as I was walking into their family room, I had this bowl of ravioli and I tripped and I let the bowl go. And as it was in the air, it flipped many, many times and it threw ravioli all over her carpet. I felt really bad. I could tell that she was disappointed in me. And, uh, Every time I would go over there, I would see these red stains on their carpet. Uh, she got most of them out, but there were still some left, and it would always remind me of the mess that I created. Every time it would bring back those memories of that and, and maybe her being a little bit disappointed. And even though she didn't hold it against me, I would remember it. Sometimes there are things in life that bring up our past. Uh, for me, when I was a teenager, I went through a spell where I didn't do a lot of good things, and I wore this cologne called Hugo Boss. And if I wear that cologne now, like it brings up those memories, so I can't even smell that. If I hear a song, uh, it might bring back memories of that. We can hear someone's story, and the details of their story might bring back and trigger feelings from our story. In Romans 8.1, it says this, There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That word condemnation in Greek literally means judged, like you are being judged. And also the word no in Greek literally means no, like none, and no condemnation. And I think a lot of times we have uh, problems with forgiveness, forgiving ourselves. And today we're going to talk about unleashing the cage door to forgiveness. When God has forgiven us that we can take that on and we can believe that, that he actually did. If you don't let the past die, it will not let you live. And sometimes we have to learn to forgive ourselves and know when we ask for forgiveness from God that there is no condemnation. Even though we might remember or something might trigger the mistakes that we have made, there is no condemnation. So how do we do that? One, we need to look at what the Bible says about God. So in Psalms 103, 7 and 10, it says this, he revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. 
He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. So the first thing I want you to know about God is from reading this, the psalmist describes God as God has a long fuse. Fourth of July has just passed, and the, the fireworks that have the short fuses, those are the ones that you, you light and you immediately run because you don't have a lot of time before it explodes. The ones that are safe are the ones that have this long fuse, and you can light it and you kind of have time to get away, and it takes a while for it to explode. The psalmist says that God is a God that is patient. He has a long fuse. Uh, I have a friend, and he told me a story about his mom. He went home, to, or he went to kindergarten, and then he came home that day, his first day of kindergarten, and they were coloring a sheet, and it was an apple. And he colored one the way that he was supposed to. It was red. And the other one he decided to be creative on. He colored it in kind of rainbow colors, and it was a little bit sloppy. And when he got home, his mom, she saw that, and she took the sheet, and she tore it apart. She tore it into pieces. And this kid still remembers that to that day. Uh, as a dad, I would like to think that I have a long fuse when it comes to my kids, that I can be patient with them, that I don't give out consequences that are too harsh, kind of like this mom did with ripping up her, her uh, kindergartner's first coloring sheet. The psalmist describes God in that way, that he's a patient God. He is a God that doesn't overreact. He doesn't provide overwhelming consequences that may be harsh. The way the Bible describes God is like we're in a court setting. Uh, whatever mess that you've created relationally or financially, if you had to go to court for that, you have to show up to court and the prosecutor gets to make their case, but, but you don't get to make a case. You don't have a defense attorney. You just have to listen as the prosecutor makes a case against you. And at the end, as he gives this final statement, you know that you're in trouble. You know that you're going to be guilty. You have no way to defend yourself, and you know that you're guilty. So the judge comes to make his verdict, and he says, guilty as charged. And he gives the sentence, and then the judge says, you know, I'm, here is the sentence for you, but you know, you don't have to serve this sentence. The judge says, I, I am going to serve this sentence for you. And that's what God has done for us through Jesus uh, he has a long fuse, and He forgives. And through Christ, we have access to Him. Our God also has a short memory. In Psalms 103, 11-12, it says, For His unfailing love toward those who fear Him is great as the height of the heavens above earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Now you notice He doesn't say in this north to south. The reason is because... If you go south and you keep going south, sooner or later, you're going to be going north. But if you go east, you're always going to be going east. There's never a point that you're going to be going west. And he's saying that your sins are removed that far. My daughter, Chesney, she, uh, we had bought a new house and she decided that she was going to paint her toenails on the floor. And we have this stuff called luxury vinyl. And as she was painting her toenails, she had spilt fingernail polish remover. And it took all the, it just looked like a big white spot in the middle of our floor. It took all the color and everything off the top of it. And uh, she would cry and she was upset and she asked forgiveness. And we would take a rug and we would put the rug over that spot. And uh, we couldn't see it anymore. 
and I think it made her feel better. Uh, but, you know, sometimes if we moved it, we would see it again, and she would remember that, and I would remember that. Now, God, like when you ask for forgiveness for sins, He chooses to not remember that. He chooses to forget that. He doesn't have to do that, but He does. Sometimes we think that God, He can forgive everyone else, but He can't forgive us. If people knew what I have done, if people knew my thoughts, they wouldn't want anything to do with me. We believe God could do that, that He could forgive everyone else, but not us. But the thing is, God does forgive you. When you ask for forgiveness of your sins and you are sorry for what you did, He chooses to remember that against you no more. And sometimes our worst enemy is ourselves because we remember that and we can't stop thinking about that. But the thing is, if God forgives you, you need to forgive yourself. And I think that's the hardest part sometimes. The last thing is this. He is a God with a father's heart. Psalms 103.13 says, The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Now, God's love is not conditional. It's unconditional. My love is, is conditional. When waiting in line behind somebody uh, at Walmart, and if we're in like the 20 items or less line, and they have more than that, uh, my love is conditional towards them. Uh, if someone pulls out in front of me, my love is conditional towards them. My love is conditional, except when it comes to certain people. And that would be my kids, Trace, Chesney, Paisley, Bentley, and my wife, Courtney. For them, my love is unconditional. If you did things like they do, my love would be conditional for you. If you, if you came to my house and you pulled out crayons and you drew on my walls, uh, my love would be conditional for you. But my kids can do that, and that's okay. If you came to my house and you peed in my bed, my love would be conditional for you. But my kids have done that, and, and that's okay because I love them. If you sat at my house for hours and you demanded to watch Peppa Pig and, and you wouldn't let me watch anything else, I would ask you to leave because my love would be conditional for you. Uh, my love is conditional. God's love is not. Your mess has not impacted God's love for your life. He has a Father's heart and He knows your mess. A few months ago, I was watching Bentley and uh, Bentley had had an accident. She wasn't potty trained at this time. She was wearing a diaper. And she had one of those accidents that was, uh, you know, it was pretty amazing. It, it defied gravity. It was all up her back. It was, it was coming out of her diaper. And it was, it was just pretty gross. And she needed me to help clean her up. She needed me to change her diaper. Now, as a father, the last thing that I'm going to do is look at her and say, you know what, I'll be back when you clean yourself up. And I think sometimes we think that's what God says to us. Listen, you do not get saved to then come to church. You do not clean up your life to then come to church to get saved. We all come with baggage. We all come with mess. And God helps us clean that up because he has a father's heart. That's what a dad does. He helps us clean it up because he knows that we can't do it without him. That's what God does for us. He is a God with a father's heart. And today... I hope that you realize that uh, we sometimes, by remembering things of our past, for not forgiving ourselves, we can put ourselves again in a cage. The door is unlocked. God has forgiven you. 
You have to climb out that door. You have to make the decision to say, hey, I know that I've asked forgiveness for these sins. I know God has forgiven me. I know he loves me. And I know that I messed up, but I know that he is helping me. And that's my prayer for you today. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this day that you've given us. Father, we thank you that uh, your mercies are new, that you forgive us for our sins. You made a way for us to uh, be with you forever in heaven. Father, I just pray for those out there today that struggle with things that they just cannot forgive themselves for, to make amends with you and the people that they need to make amends with. Father, so they can live life as you would want them to live. It's in your name I pray. Amen.